0: Uh, where was I? Oh yeah, what is really good y'all? Happy Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. You know what I miss the most about pre-COVID times? Those elegant, invigorating monster truck rallies we all used to attend. And I was a regular, let me tell you. I'm just kidding. I hope that was like heavily implied. This week's dish, that's cute, I like that. Is all about the duality of humanity. It's about the inner conflict between being selfish and practicing empathy. Those things are not exact opposites, but the dynamic is absolutely something I've struggled with a lot in my personal life. It's like, how do I draw a clear line between my best interests and someone else's best interests? I mean, isn't it all the same? Damn it. In this godforsaken world, all we can do is look out for each other. But no, like dumbassery aside, I do want to make myself available to my fellow person, but I also want to make sure I'm not losing sight of myself in the process. And that, my friends, is where we begin unraveling this conundrum of the conscience. I feel like I got real dramatic in this intro. So let's get right to it. The question, the initial question is, Can selfishness and empathy even coexist in the first place? And golly gee, that's actually a pretty interesting question because like I said in the intro, they're not exact opposites, but oftentimes they do kind of butt heads theoretically. In the way that we typically understand both of those words... One of them is very much about goodwill towards your fellow person and about putting yourself in other people's shoes when maybe they're not going through the best times, or even when they are going through the best times, but it's typically used towards people who are suffering. So one of those words is very much about looking out for your fellow human. Meanwhile, the other word, selfishness, obviously, has this connotation of you put yourself first and you kind of... Throw everyone else under the bus in this series on self i really really want to debunk that whole idea that selfishness has to exclusively be tied to this idea of not caring about other people at all per my definition of selfishness and the definition i think people should take on more often it is about prioritizing yourself but It's definitely not about putting other people down. It's about focusing on your own well-being so that, yeah, in turn, you can help other people out in situations because I think I've mentioned it before in a video or one of these episodes or something, you really, really cannot look out for other people if you aren't looking out for yourself. And that's said you know, on repeat all the time, but it is so true. And it's hard to grasp it even though it sounds so simple. Because oftentimes we are our own biggest critic. And me personally, I've taken on a lot of guilt about putting myself first in the past. To get back to the original question, selfishness and empathy can coexist. In fact, I think they go hand in hand in a way. In its healthiest form, selfishness and empathy coexisting looks like a person who knows who they are, knows how to look out for themselves and is so solid in that foundation that they are then able to put themselves in another person's position without overly identifying with it. I think that's where some of the big problems come in when you have people who are somewhat codependent practicing empathy. There's an extent to which you can have so much empathy that you are overwhelmed by it. There have been times where like I've let my empathy get in the way of me making the healthiest decision for myself, obviously, because I do want to help people who are struggling. I do want to help my friends and my peers and, and the people that I am around if I can help them. And I think sometimes when you identify with people's problems too much, you end up making yourself not as good of a resource as you would be if you could kind of have that empathy, but take a step back from it as well. So I think that's the strength of having selfishness kind of mixed together with your empathy, because in that way, you're able to see other people's internal world without losing touch with your own. If you are operating with a strong sense of self, it's a lot more difficult for you to get lost in the turbulence to the point where you can't even really help your friend or your loved one out. And sometimes you take on so many of the bad feelings of a situation that someone else is experiencing that you sometimes develop resentment towards that person. And obviously it's subconscious. You feel bad for this person. You don't want to feel resentment towards them. But I think a lot of people have experienced having a loved one or someone in your life who's constantly, you feel like they're constantly unloading their baggage onto you and you want to help them and you want to be there to support them. But at the same time, the weight of it becomes so much that you feel crushed under it. And that sounds extremely, extremely dramatic, of course, but that's what it feels like sometimes. We all have our own things going on and sometimes if we're unable to separate ourselves from those feelings, whether it be our own or feelings that we picked up from other people, if we don't have that separation, we will get overwhelmed. And that's not helpful for anybody involved in the situation. So to answer the question and put a nice little bow on it, I do think selfishness and empathy can coexist. In fact, I think that they need to coexist in a way for you to really have the healthiest handle on how to put yourself in someone else's shoes in a way that is beneficial to them. And all this talk of you know, how to best serve the people in our lives, I mean, it kind of prompts the question of like, what do we actually owe to our fellow human being? you know, beyond the scope of like your loved ones and the people who are in close proximity to you, like what what do you owe that random person who is hopefully standing at least six feet behind you in the target checkout line, right? Like what are those core things that we need to carry with us in our pockets when we're interacting with anybody, anywhere, at any time? This answer, as we all know, varies extremely from person to person. So I can only speak for myself when I say this, but... For me, there are like certain values that I try to carry with me regardless of what's going on. And in the conversation of, you know, what are your personal values, which I've had, you know, whether it be with my therapist or like with with friends, the values that I've kind of had to brainstorm and come up with are respect, compassion and truth. And it just feels right to me. So regardless of who I'm talking to, what's going on, I try to make sure that I'm practicing those three things. And I know that can kind of be a hot take sometimes because especially today, we all know there are some people out there who are doing some stuff. And I will leave it at that. There are people out there that are just doing some stuff that I do not agree with and things that arguably are extremely detrimental to the global community. And we all know this. Despite all of the decisions that someone else has made, I make it an exercise to not cast judgment to an extent that I overlook the humanity of that person. What I mean by that is we are all human and we're all flawed and we're all very drastically impacted by our experiences. So when I look at a person who, for example, fights tooth and nail to not put a square of cloth over their face to protect their fellow person from being potentially exposed to a deadly virus, again, hot topics popping up across the board here. I do feel anger. You know, I do feel distress. I do feel helplessness in a way. And those are all extremely frustrating feelings. And it's very, very easy for me to take all of that and kind of ride out this individual entirely. And while that's not somebody that I want in my life, while that's not somebody I feel comfortable around or agree with in that way, the way I've elected to think about it is whatever questionable or arguably stupid things that we do in our lives or believe in our lives, it's all informed by something else that's happened in our lives or some other preconceived structures that exist in our lives. And for that reason, while I don't opt to surround myself with certain people and certain energies, I do opt to at least respect them as a human being. Beyond that, there's the compassion aspect. And this one can be a little bit harder sometimes, but it is something that can be meditated on and thought about and worked on. I believe in extending compassion to every person that I meet. And that's just my bottom line. For me, the struggle has been kind of the topic of this whole episode, Where do I draw that line between showing compassion to someone else and showing compassion to myself? How do I show love to someone in a way that doesn't deplete me, in a way that doesn't make me feel out of alignment? And again, it just takes practice. It just takes that awareness and it becomes easier every day to extend compassion to people I don't agree with, people I don't necessarily enjoy the thought of. You know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, I found that expressing compassion just feels good. It's not heavy. It's not restrictive. It just feels nice. And as hippy-dippy as it sounds, man, like, I think that feeling just goes to show that I think it's almost a natural inclination to be compassionate that just gets snubbed out, you know, as we get older and as we get exposed to different emotional factors, psychological factors, societal factors, right? Things that make compassion look weak or look like something that you have to earn. And I don't think you have to really earn any of these things. And that was the whole question. These are the baseline things that I think we owe to anybody. Respect, compassion, truth. I'll say it again. I'll say it a million times, bro. I won't say it a million times. But I really don't believe that a person has to earn my respect or earn my compassion or earn my honesty. And speaking of honesty, my third pillar of truth is kind of the hardest one for me. It's kind of the one I struggle with the most. Not to say I'm out here lying, not to say I'm out here spreading slander, not to say I'm out here talking shit, but I think I've always struggled with owning my own truth. So there's a lot of times I've kind of altered who I am or what I bring to the table to kind of fit the narrative of the people that are already there. And I'm working on that a lot. I'm working on that even today as I'm speaking now. When it comes to that habit of identifying with other people's feelings, it's been very easy for me in the past to put myself and my truth on the back burner to appease someone or make someone feel better. Open and honest communication goes beyond the words that you're saying. It feeds into how much space you're willing to take up in a room, not physically, obviously. I mean, I guess physically in some cases, but simply the act of being yourself, especially when you have this deep wired feeling that you're inconveniencing other people is very, very difficult. And the way I've been learning to remedy that or make that easier is really by teaching myself to extend those three values, those three pillars back to myself, by respecting myself, having compassion for myself and being honest with myself I'm able to be the best version of me for the people in my life who need me to be that. And beyond that, to be the best version of myself for myself. The next big question is, why does putting ourselves first make us feel so, so guilty? A really simple answer to that is, in a way, yeah, we have been conditioned to feel that way. The word selfishness in itself holds a lot of negative energy based on the way we're taught it as children. And there's also a few fine lines that you have to walk, right? The line between narcissism and confidence, the line between vouching for yourself and talking down to someone else. I have always carried a lot of guilt about prioritizing myself, so I just haven't done it. Up until obviously starting my mindfulness journey, It wasn't even really something I thought about. The natural inclination is kind of to put everyone else first. And it's kind of to always self-compare and always follow other people's narratives more closely than our own. There's so much pressure that we're putting on ourselves, but also, obviously, the source of it, which is the pressure externally that makes it so, so difficult to put yourself first without feeling like you're taking up too much space. Without feeling like... You're being a dick. As a black woman specifically, to an extent, it's even more difficult to really feel good about taking up space because there is a lot of pressure on black women to be a certain way and to not fall into certain stereotypes. To be a black woman is to do everything in your power to seem strong, to seem independent, to seem entirely self-sufficient in a way but to never seem angry, right? To never seem like you're speaking too loud, to never seem like you're pushing back too hard because then you're boiled down to, oh, she's just an angry black woman. Oh, she's just a loud black girl, you know? And there's almost nothing more frightening than having your entire life condensed into something so, something so cartoonish and overplayed Black women standing up for themselves, speaking up for themselves for so long has been taken as an aggression. And that sucks, right? That's like bullshit. I think all of us carry some part of ourselves that feels too loud or feels too divergent or feels too uncomfortable to really hold proudly. So yeah, it has been beaten out of us collectively as humans, that resolve and that feeling of worthiness that allows us to praise ourselves or to assert ourselves in any way. At the end of the day though, if we're not able to really make peace with ourselves and who we are, we're not gonna be able to be healthy outlets for the people in our lives to come to with their problems. We're not going to be a healthy support system for anybody until we fully back ourselves. So I encourage you today and every day to be a little bit selfish, be a lot of bit selfish. It goes without saying, don't be a dick. Don't make other people's lives difficult. But it is okay if by expressing your truth, you sometimes bump heads with someone or inconvenience someone. Creating that perspective of self-love first, team you first, that love just radiates. It just spills out from the inside of you and covers everybody that's exposed to you. So when your empathy kicks in and you're able to clock somebody who is not having the best time, you're able to go to that person and offer them that cocktail of love and understanding that they truly need. I think if love and understanding were actually a cocktail, it would probably taste like pineapple Malibu, would maybe like, like a spritzer, like Sprite, like something bubbly in there too. Get you a little buzzed and bubbly on some ice cold. Compassion love understanding i'm starting to sound like al green i need to cut this off dearly beloved that is my time thanks for coming along i think my personal conclusion here is that selfishness and selflessness are best practiced together and in moderation you can't go too crazy with either you know stay considerate ride for the people you care about, but open yourself to recognizing when you need to take a step back. When you're feeling drained, physically, emotionally, spiritually, whatever, don't let your U-tank hit empty, okay? Beautiful, beautiful metaphor there. Really fits in with the uh, monster truck motif from the intro. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will meet y'all right here next time. And your best show up hungry. Peace.